As an engineering leader, you know firsthand that achieving work-life balance can be hard. Many business owners struggle with the balance between their personal lives and their work. This leads to stress and a feeling of regret. But that's not the case for the listeners of the Engineer Your Success podcast with Dr. James Bryant. This podcast provides tools, tips, and techniques to help you achieve success both in business and in life. Tune in. Let's engineer your success today. I want to welcome you to the Engineer Your Success podcast, where we dive deep into the strategies and insights to help you win at work and at home. I am your host, Dr. James Bryant, and my mission is to help you succeed not only in business, but also in life, enabling you to pursue your dreams without sacrificing your career or personal ambitions. I want to start off this episode by extending a personal invitation to you for the next Engineer Your Success on-ramp title, Mastering Delegation, Empowering Leaders for Success. So here's a sneak peek into what you can expect with this on-ramp session. Discover strategies to identify tasks that are suitable for delegation. Get a gain in understanding of the steps that you need to take to prepare your team members for the things or tasks that you want to delegate. So there you're learning how to set clear expectations and you're fostering team empowerment. We're also going to explore the outcomes, the positive outcomes of effective delegation for both growing your business and your career. The session is on September the 19th from noon to one Eastern time and the registration link is included in the show notes. For those of you that have never attended an on-ramp session, these are our complimentary sessions for the Engineer Your Success community. And in these sessions, I will provide 20 to 30 minutes of some teaching material. And then the latter half of the on-ramp session is dedicated to question and answers. I really look forward to seeing you at this next event. Last week, we focused on how to become a more effective listener. And that material was from a webinar that I held in 2021. We're going back into the Engineer Your Success Vault this week as well to focus on a topic that was voted one of the top issues that engineering professionals face, and that is work-life balance, or should we say the lack of work-life balance? Listen, I know firsthand how challenging it can be to find that what we call equilibrium or balance between your work and your personal life, whether you strive for that traditional quote unquote, balanced approach, or whether you take a more integrated approach. The goal for today's session is to provide you with some simple steps to help you prioritize what truly matters to you. So in this discussion today, we're going to address the impact of technology on work-life balance and how to set healthy boundaries. We're going to delve into some of the harmful effects of working long hours and really what are those things that we're doing that's compounding stress in our lives. And we're going to explore how to overcome these issues, these challenges, and to maintain our well-being. So get ready to discover practical strategies and insights that will empower you to engineer your success in achieving a fulfilling work-life balance. Remember, it's not about achieving perfection. It's about making intentional choices that will serve your ultimate goal Take a listen, and at the end, I'm going to come back with a list of critical questions that you can ask when you are tackling this important issue. As you're thinking about work-life balance, if you are like I was earlier in my career, 
I would say I didn't need balance. I don't know what you're talking about. Work-life balance is not a thing. Reframe the concept or question of work-life balance with the three questions that changed my life. And if you haven't heard them, I'm going to tell you what they are. Do you want to win at work? Most people will say yes. Do you want to win at home? Again, most people will say yes. The third question is, are you? And if you cannot answer that question, yes, in both areas, then you're absolutely going to want to listen to this episode because there are going to be some things that are here that can help you move closer to yes on those questions. All right. Enjoy. My name is James Bryant, and I am absolutely delighted that you've decided to join us this evening and kind of take this first step in achieving a better work-life balance, or maybe for you, it's work-life integration. Sometimes it seems like it can be impossible to achieve that kind of balance, but hopefully by the end of our time together today, you'll recognize that there are some simple steps that you can take that can actually help you prioritize what it is you want so that you can get the type of work-life balance that you're looking for. Over the past 20 years, I've helped managers and key executives solve the work-life balance dilemma, both in my role as an entrepreneur and in my role working for the private sector and in the public sector. My goal is really to help you succeed both in business and in life. I want you to be able to pursue your dreams without sacrificing the career or the business that you want or some degree that you deserve. Let's talk about this technology, right? It's a blessing and it's a curse. Everybody knows this. Like if you look at the thing that you have in your pocket or sitting next to you, your, my background doesn't show it, but it's your phone. It's there. That's one of the things that allows you to have access to everything at your fingertips. That's great. The bad thing is that it allows you to have everything at your fingertips all the time. And so it really is a blessing and a curse. And you have to learn how to place boundaries on your time, on yourself, even when you're dealing with any kind of these trinkets, whether it's your smartwatch, your smartphone, it's your computer. The technology is great, but learning how to leverage that technology so that it serves you and that you don't serve the technology is the key, one of the keys really to getting around or around the work-life balance issue. Working is hurting us, right? It really is hurting us. There's compounding stress from these never-ending days, and particularly since a lot of us are working from home. Some of your, a lot of your employees may be working from home, and now the lines between work and home have blurred. And some employees are experiencing additional stress just because the kids are at home. I'm fortunate that believe that we're coming in on the other side of the pandemic, but a lot of folks have been under stress, both the mental stress of what has been going on with the pandemic and the stress of the blending of that work and life and everything being there together. Studies have shown that stress at work can be just as dangerous as secondhand smoke. And that high demand in jobs will increase the odds of having a doctor diagnosed illness by 35%. Research has also shown that long hours will increase the chances of early death by 20%. Long term overworking, it really can lead to anxiety, depression, high blood pressure, insomnia, and a weakened immune system. And that is the last thing that we need when we're facing any kind of health issue is a weakened immune system. It's learning how to put boundaries around those things that are important to you, learning how to take care of 
yourself continue to contribute to your company is one of the great things that you can do. And you'll find out as we talk about this a little bit later, it can actually make you more productive in what you want to do. One thing is absolutely true. You have to be able to let go of perfectionism, right? When you're in school and your whole life revolves around getting homework done or projects completed, it's easy to focus your attention on your work. But if you're the type of person that spent a lot of time and energy focusing on school, then you may have those perfectionist habits. And those habits have likely followed you into adulthood. Unfortunately, as we grow older, our responsibilities become broader. But instead of spending our free time studying for tests, we have to balance relationships, errands, the children, working from home, calling into the office, Zoom meetings. You start thinking about all these things. And then mentally, a lot of times we want everything to be perfect. One of the keys for solving this dilemma, for dealing with work-life balance, is being able to let go of perfectionism. It does not have to be perfect, but you do have to make time for those things that are most important to you. And then we were having a conversation before we actually officially started, and there are times in life where life is going to be unbalanced, and that's okay. It's, it doesn't have to be in perfect balance all the time. The thing is about your level of intentionality when these things occur. How intentional are you about the choices that you make? And do those choices serve you and your ultimate goal of achieving the type of work-life balance that you're looking for? Instead of striving for perfection, you really want to strive for excellence. You really want to make sure that you're looking more for excellence and not necessarily for perfection. Not that long ago, it was a badge and honor to work a seven-day work week, a 12-hour work day, working on proposals, working on a site, you're working all of these long hours and you come home and you're feeling good and you're saying you're providing for your family, you're making that contribution. What are you doing? Are you making time for yourself? Are you making time to spend with your family? Are you actually providing for your family? Because the one thing that's most important for your family isn't necessarily the income. They need shelter, they need food, but most importantly, they need you. Is being able to think of things in that way, that you are the most important resource that your family has. You are the most important resource that your company has. If you're the business owner or a key executive, you're an important resource. And just like all of the other investments, you need to look after you and think of yourself as that investment. Back to that technology thing. One of, some of the things that you can do is really just unplug. Take some time. Turn the phone off, turn off the notifications, just let it go. Understand that if someone's trying to get in contact with you, they're going to survive. It will be okay. You're not always going to be able to respond to things. And there's some stuff that you'll get the notification for and you'll be thinking about it and it's bothering you, but there's nothing you can do about it. And now you've spent time thinking about it. You wasted energy thinking about it, but there's absolutely nothing that you can do. Take some time. I encourage you, cut the technology off. For myself personally, about 8 p.m., I cut off all the notifications. If you call me at, after 8 p.m., you're getting the answer machine. And that's because it's time for me to kind of wind down and go to sleep. And this goes into the next slide that we're going to talk about. And it's really about exercise. Everybody knows that it's coming. It's part of work-life balance, a part of managing your stress. You have to be actually exercise. 
you have to exercise. And it's interesting. We're busy. A lot of times we let things go. Sometimes we'll skip meals. Maybe we don't make enough time for sleep and sleep, not getting enough sleep is a huge problem. But one thing that can really throw a wrench into the unhealthy cycle and force you to eat and sleep is actually exercise. If you're exercising regularly, it will help to get you in the rhythm of eating because you'll need to have the resources and the fuel to help you exercise and you'll actually sleep better and you'll, because you'll be tired, you'll be a little bit more fatigued, but it's a good kind of energy. Maybe some of you may be yoga fans, download an app, do some yoga. Maybe you want to practice a plank like the person showing on the slide. That may be the thing for you. For me, it's Orange Theory Fitness. I've been going to Orange Theory Fitness Probably for three years now, at this point, I go four to five days a week. I'm up at the gym at 4.45 a.m. I want to get it done because it's important to me. And I do my hour workout. I come back. And the one thing is true about conquering the scale, so to speak, if weight is an issue, you have to do exercise and it's diet. And for me, I couldn't conquer the scale until I conquered the kitchen. I really started to look at what I was eating and how I was eating and started to make those choices. But all of those things come into play when we're trying to achieve work-life balance. All right. When you start thinking about exercise, maybe it's not your thing going to the gym. Go play basketball, right? If If you play basketball, go shoot hoops. If golf is your thing, plan some time to go with some friends and go play golf. When we were younger, we would just go outside and do stuff. That's all we would do. We'd just go outside and do stuff. We would be outside. We would be very active. You're running around with your friends. Now it seems like all we want to do with our friends is, hey, let's go grab a drink or let's go hang out after work and, and let off some steam. How about you get your friends and you guys get together and you blow off steam by going for a walk? Or you blow off steam by playing some kind of basketball game or physical activity. If that's the thing that you want to do, incorporate some of these things that will allow you to get the balance that. Now, there are other folks that may really be into meditation and mindfulness really does help to center your thoughts. People sometimes may think that meditation is I'm sitting there and I'm quiet and there's no use, but it's really, it's really quieting your mind. A lot of times we all have a voice that's talking to us, our own voice, our own inner voice. And when you're able to meditate and sit and think and just let your thoughts go, it really helps us to focus on being present in this moment. And you'll be amazed at some of the things that you may uncover about yourself. Some of the problems that you may solve with work, not even trying to think about those problems, but just sitting down and being present in the moment and letting your mind do what it does. Meditation, it reduces the stress. And it's also a a great way to kind of check in with yourself and evaluate any kind of pain or mental stress and see where that stress is manifesting itself. Is it in your shoulders? Are you having something in your shoulders? Is it your arms? Is it your legs? Do you feel tight? But being present and understanding what's going on in your body is a great way to use some mindfulness and meditation techniques. You absolutely have to ditch the stuff that wastes your time. When you want to grow, you're going to have to let something go. 
in growing in the area of work-life balance, when you want to become more proficient in work-life balance, there are going to be times where you're going to have to let some things go. And some of those things actually waste your time. And so if there's an app on your phone or there's a show that you like to watch, and every time you say you're going to spend time reading that book, every time you say you're going to spend time doing that thing that you've said you wanted to do, whether it's spending time with your family, whether it's reading a book, investing in yourself, if you find that when you try to do that, you're drawn to this app or you're drawn to this video or you're doing something different, then it may be time for you to put, you can download different apps on your phone to block that particular app for a little while to remove the temptation of doing that so that you can begin to focus. It's like putting guardrails on what you want to keep your way straight so that you can focus on on the habits that you actually want to do. And this is absolutely true that you cannot pour from an empty cup. If you don't have the energy or the reserves that's needed, you're not going to be able to continue to function, at least not at a high level. Hey, this is James, and I'm here to help you win at work and at home. Let's connect. You can use the link in the show notes to schedule a complimentary session. And we're going to walk through the steps that it's going to take for you to start thriving so you can engineer your success and live the life that you love. Come on, sign up today. One of the key ways of being able to do that is learning how to say no. And it's saying no to other people. It's saying no to those things that are not serving you. It's saying no to those things that are not worth your time, but that are distracting you or moving you away from where you say you want to go. So if your friends ask you to go out to drink and if you're tired, say you're tired. You're allowed to say I'm tired and I want to spend the night just focusing on myself or with my family because you have to be able to sit down and and state where you are and what you want to go with your family and your friends. So in the one sense, you're saying no to other people, but in the other sense, you're saying yes to yourself. I want each of you to be able to say yes to yourself. Yes, I will take the steps that are needed to refresh and recharge. Yes, I will take the steps that are needed for me to show up, for me to show up and be the best that I can be. Yes, I'm going to take the steps that are needed so that I can achieve the balance that I am looking for. Just in terms of tips on saying no to other people, right? I think sometimes it's hard for us to say yes to ourselves, but it's also hard for us to say yes to other people. We really don't like saying no. There are people who write for a living, but have a difficulty. They did a study. They had difficulty communicating no when they type. It was difficult them for when someone was asking them for something, it was difficult for them to type. But sometimes it's not only okay to say no, it's right to say no. So you should say no every once in a while and say yes to yourself. It can be awkward. And you want to make sure when you're dealing with other people that you are saying no to the activity and not to the person, that you're not belittling the person, but you're affirming the person. And you're saying, hey, maybe tonight's not a good night for us to go hang out and do that. Maybe we can go for a walk tomorrow because if it's about spending time with them, maybe you could find alternative ways to spend time that will be consistent 
with your goal and the balance that you're looking for. So do you feel like your work days are normal? I doubt anyone who is on this webinar feels like their workday is normal. It's really interesting, though, is that if you look at statistics, the United States ranks 30th out of 38 countries that were ranked for work-life balance. And so some of the European countries really have a much higher happiness quotient. And in the Netherlands, they get a four-day work week. They're only working 29 hours a week. They have paid vacations, maternity leave, paternity leave, and they have the right to reduce their hours to part-time without losing their job. It seems like it would be a great place to work, but not a great place to own a business. But it just seems like it really does promote just more time with your family, more time doing those things that may be of interest to you. If you're in France, they're lucky enough to enjoy a policy that really encourages employees to disconnect from work email while off work. And there, I think up to 25 man- mandated vacation days each year. So for me and a lot of us, particularly with this work from home, we've all been working. We haven't been taking as much time off. One, there hasn't been any place to go or I wanted to go. You couldn't travel anywhere. And all of the normal places and things that you would do, maybe going to visit family, you aren't doing. And so it was this compounding effect of work upon work. And if you don't watch it, that becomes your new normal. You have to fight. You really do have to fight to put the boundaries in place so that you can get the normal that you want. So don't fear. There is still hope. (laughs) There is still hope because when you begin to prioritize work-life balance, a lot of different things start to happen. So not only do, if you are an employer, not only do employees benefit from work-life balance, but employers benefit too. So numbers show that employers that prioritize work-life balance, they actually make more profits. And I think that's partially because they have increased productivity. Their Their employees don't feel overworked. And there's a sense of loyalty that comes when your company or organization is able to show that they care about you and make that level of investment in you. There's decrease in staff turnover. One of the the costly things that happens in business is when you're continuously onboarding employees. And so when you're able to have a culture that promotes work-life balance, a culture where you have that level of openness and support, then it will decrease turnover. And again, if you start decreasing turnover, you're increasing loyalty, you're increasing productivity, then that will have a direct impact on your bottom line. So I'm an employer. What do I do to encourage work-life balance? Or you could be a manager. What do you do to really promote work-life balance on your team. One, if you have the ability as an employer or a manager, offer some flexible or alternative hours. A lot of times it just really depends on when the work gets, that the work gets done, not necessarily the exact hour of the day that work gets done. A lot of employers have allowed people to work from home. And now that things are opening up, that's one of the things that 
we'll see. Our employer is going to continue to allow their staff to work offsite. If you have that ability and flexibility and have those management tools in place, then that's something that you can encourage to try to help your employees with that work-life balance. So I'm sure that each of you have some suggestions or things that you can do. If you do, you can put it in a chat or we can talk about it when we get to the question and answer. We are almost finished with our presentation. There are a few more slides for us to go. So when you think about, I'm in the market for a job, what can I do? So if you're in the market for a job or you're looking to make a change, one of the things you're looking at is the culture of that company that you're going to. Is it open to telecommuting? Is it open to allowing you to work from home? What's their stance on flexibility? Is it flexible? If you get a chance, talk to some of their employees and see how if, is the, if their work culture is family friendly. What happens if a parent has to request some time off at the last minute for a family emergency? Take some time to determine what your real needs are and look at it from your broadest perspective. And at some point, flexibility and a slightly lower salary is worth more than a higher salary with little or no flexibility. Because if you don't have flexibility to focus on what matters most to you, then you are not going to be in a desirable or good situation. There's some other balancing techniques for parents. And this is interesting for me, you know, being as that I work in my home office, the kids are here at home. My boys are 12 and 13. And so I invite them into my workspace at time. And so they're going to come in here anyway. So I want to invite them in. You can't see it because I have a virtual background, but I have pictures of them over here. I have a little mug of, of things that they've given me. Things that they've given me are kind of in the background. And it's just showing them and inviting them into my space. You know, this is where I work, but they're a part of who I am and they're part of my work as well. Early on last year, I started doing a live radio show and I tried to, and I worked to include my family as part of my introduction. I was doing my introduction, I would talk through. I would say something, the fact that I'm an engineer, I invest in apartment complexes, I'm, I'm a podcast host, and most importantly, I am a husband and a father, and I would talk a little bit about my family. And so one day, I was talking to my 12-year-old son, and I mentioned to him, see, I really enjoy spending time with you guys. And he says, Dad, I know. I said, you do? He says, yeah, you mentioned it on the radio every week. And so inviting them into what you are doing can help them feel a part of it. And even when you're doing work and even when life may be unbalanced, they'll still feel a part of what you're doing. And so you really want to surround your work area with the people and the things that will remind you of why you're working, why you're doing what you're doing. So start small and then you want to build. A lot of times we fail to achieve our goals because we are thinking too big in the sense of a, a, a huge step. So instead of saying, I want to lose, I want to lose weight. I want to lose 50 pounds. Well, how about I want to lose two pounds this week? Work on, break the bigger goal up into smaller bite-sized pieces. You can achieve those smaller bite-sized pieces. And when you begin to have success, you begin to gain confidence and success and confidence also creates momentum. And you begin to have success and confidence faster, success and confidence faster. And you'll look back 
and you would have achieved the big goal. But when you break it down into those baby steps, then that's really what you need to do. Work-life balance is an issue for you. If it's an issue for a friend, if it's an issue that you want to work on, you can talk about the grand things that you want to do. I want to be able to take X amount of vacations a year. I'm going to spend this amount of time with my family. How about just start what? Two days this week, I'm going to come home and we're going to have a family dinner with no electronics at the table, parents included. Work on that and see if that works and then continue to move toward your goal. So one last thing, and that is that work-life balance may mean something different to everybody. So perhaps for you, balance might not be the right word. Maybe you own your own business and you're living solo and loving, which is absolutely fantastic. So in this case, Maybe the phrase work-life harmony work or work-life blend sounds better to you or work-life integration. What is important is for you to absolutely practice self-care. So you need to make time for your mental and your physical health because at the end, the highest thing that should be on your to-do list, what I'm going to say is you. Self-care is not selfish. I honestly believe that the most selfish thing that you can do as a parent, as a person, me, as a husband, as a spouse, is to not take care of myself. If I don't take care of myself, then I'm not going to be around to spend time with my family to continue to pour into their cup. If you don't leave away from this discussion anything else, I want you to leave away with take care of you. Put yourself as a priority as you begin to think about work-life balance. In a few minutes, I'm going to drop the sources that I use to put this presentation together in the chat box. And then you'll be able to grab those, copy those sources if you like. And then we're done. I told you that it wouldn't take too long for us to actually go through this presentation. I want you all to learn how to prioritize the most important things in your life. And that includes you. Okay. That really does include you. Hope that you've enjoyed listening to this session on the art of work-life balance. Have a few questions for you to consider as you're thinking about this topic this week. Question number one, have you ever struggled with achieving work-life balance? If so, what steps have you taken to prioritize and to improve it? Question number two, how do you personally set boundaries with technology to ensure that it serves you rather than you serving it? Question number three, what are some of the negative impacts of overworking and how can it affect your overall well-being? Question number four, have you struggled with perfectionism in your personal or professional life? And if so, How did you or do you deal with that? Number five is how do you define excellence and how does it differ from perfection in your opinion? Number six, how important is it to prioritize your own well-being and mental health in relation to your work and your family responsibilities? Number seven, are there specific strategies or practices you use to disconnect and unplug from technology? How effective are they for you? Number eight, how do you prioritize exercise in your daily routine 
And what benefits have you seen from incorporating physical activity into your life? Number nine, what are some other ways that you can create a healthier work-life balance beyond setting boundaries with technology and prioritizing exercise? And the last question, number 10, is how can a better work-life balance ultimately lead to increased productivity and success both in your personal and professional life? Again, these are just some questions that you can ask as you are considering this episode and thinking about the impact of work-life balance or work-life integration has on you or whether you're taking it from the approach of those three questions. Do you want to win at work? Do you want to win at home? Are you? It is my goal and desire to help you win at work and at home. Listen, thank you again for spending time with me during this conversation. I'm going to end this podcast episode like I end every podcast episode, and that's this. Many people know what to do. Fewer people know how to do it, and there's a select group of people that follow through, do it, and are living the life of their dreams. And it is my desire for you to be part of that select few. I want you to be great this week. This is Dr. James Bryant, your guide for winning at work and at home. Thank you for listening to Engineer Your Success with Dr. James Bryant. Do me a favor and subscribe to the podcast. Leave a five-star review on Apple Podcasts or your favorite podcast player. Many people know what to do. Fewer people know how to do it and a small fraction of people actually do it. I believe that you can have success both in business and in life, and it's my passion to guide you on your path to engineering your success. Thanks.